Today's thought is the second in a series of five lessons that I've learned from partner dancing, focusing on the purpose of tension. This podcast is a wrap around the edges attempt at exploring my mind in hopes that it might inspire you to explore yours. My name is Fontaine, and this is Fox Thought. The second lesson I've learned from dancing is around the importance of tension. You see, when you dance, you need something called tension. It's when I push on you and you push back. This is critical as it creates like a rubber band energy that can be harnessed in all sorts of moves. So you could send somebody out in swing dancing, you could spin them in salsa or have them body roll in bachata. It's the primary method of delivering information between two dancers. And that tension is an energy that's conveyed between our bodies, since in dancing we don't use words. So actually when I was, I probably was about eight, which meant my little sister Margo would have been six, my sister and I had this dance which we made up and called a sloppy old piece of spaghetti. And we actually had a song that went with it as well, which I will spare you um, from, though I very vividly remember it, and I'm sure my sister does too. But the nature of the dance was I would be the leader and my sister was the follower, and she would basically turn her body into a limp noodle while I tried to dance with her. And of course that was the nature of the dance, but she was just flailing around like a sloppy old piece of spaghetti. Now this was a good fit for that particular dance, but with literally any other type of partner dancing, this would be a leader's nightmare because there's really nothing that you can do if your follower is not giving you any tension back. Even if you're an incredible leader, if your follower is not giving you anything to work with, you're kind of stumped. So I guess I first learned how to follow and how to give tension when I was doing swing dancing. And then a few years later, when I went to my first day of salsa class, they actually only had an advanced salsa lesson that day. So I joined in, even though I'd literally never done any salsa before. The teacher kind of randomly chose me to demo on. And when he was demonstrating, he was like, "Whoa, you're actually pretty easy to lead. How much salsa have you done? And I said, oh, this is my first class. And he he was a bit surprised. But what we realized was that because I had done swing dancing, I had learned in my body how to basically listen to a follower and how to give tension back to the leader. So it was easy because of that for me to get up and running, or I guess up and spinning might be a better better use of language there. But what I learned was that that tension is a critical source of information, not just in dancing, but in life in general. It taught me how to cherish tension. So now when I have a disagreement with somebody, or maybe if I can tell that somebody's upset, I will try to move towards the tension rather than away from it. Because often that tension is telling you something. Like if I'm in a work meeting and there's an idea that's not resonating with one of my colleagues, I might say, hey James, I can tell this really isn't sitting with you. Can you understand, can you help me understand? what's not resonating. So I'm trying to give them a space to put words to whatever it is that they don't agree with or might be um, 
yeah, experiencing that tension with. And creating that often serves as a powerful enlightener since those people who I'm working with often know more, for example, about the history of the product or the code structure, and their tension is well-founded. It's like a, an early signal um, that can be important to catch. So what areas of your life hold the most tension? And do you run away, run to, or generally do something else?